0: Smithy goes for the shot in the back of the net. Keep your eye on goal of the day. That's got to be a contender early on. take the right for the shot. Oh, my goodness me! And you, would, as a
1: Crawley fan, begin to believe the three points are yours.
0: It is the best night of Crawley Town's lives.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 12, the penultimate pod of this season. We'll be analysing recent performances, discussing your answers to the big question and providing you with a healthy dose of Broadfield buzz. Well, yes, hello and welcome to the Straight Red podcast. Now, Ewan, last time we recorded the podcast, we were sitting here hoping that Crawley would have secured league status. Now, we have, but there isn't really any point of celebrating Crawley's performances of late. It's, it, you know what, It's been such a hot topic on all the social media
0: forums. Is survival success? It's such a big question, and we'll come on to it in a lot more detail in the big question later. But um, we've had five games since the last episode, two losses to begin with, which is a really bad start to a really, really important part of the season. Again, nobody wants to be in a rele- relegation fight, but that's the way it was going towards. Um, then of course, the two wins away down in the southwest against Exeter and Yeovil, and yesterday's draw versus Notts County so it wasn't a great start to that campaign or that sort of mini uh, runner five games but Crawley got the job done but the big questions still remain is it good enough is Chioffi good enough where does this go into next season it's another season sort of down the bottom of the league but for now you've also got to see that uh, is staying in the league success for Crawley is it good enough You've got to take it for what it is at the moment, and you've got to accept that, yes, it's okay to be in league status, but we keep hearing that top 10 budget, top 8 budget, we've got to be in top 8, we're not even mid-table. So let's just look at those games, it was two disappointing losses, first of all to Morecambe 1-0, and then 2-1 to Forest Green, the highlight of that, oh my God, that goal from Danny Borman, absolutely incredible. Goal of the season, possibly. I I think it's no doubt whatsoever. I think it said a lot that the club um, reopened uh, or reopened or restarted the uh, goal of the season because there was, I think it was five or six goals in there originally. Uh, Two from Anthony and George, which were pretty good. Uh, But Danny Bormans just absolutely wiped the scoreboards clean again. And no doubt whatsoever he will get that. Even Ashley's goal yesterday, that could be in the top three easily for the season taking it right from the wing on the left-hand side. Um, But then the great win against Exeter. uh, Nice to see Rhys Grego Cox get into. I've said for a little while now, saw it on the social media forums as well. We need a few more players getting their double figures for some goals. We've got Oli Palmer, who, let's be honest, has been atrocious. He should be the first man out the door in the summer. Absolutely awful. I
1: was going to say, Oli Palmer yesterday looked so sluggish, so lazy, and... Going forward, he just kind of just didn't bother to chase down balls. Do you a, think he's a man already on his way out?
0: He, I don't think he's cared since he had his five-game ban over Christmas, and then the, the the incident or the so-called incident on uh, Instagram where he was sort of dissing the club. He's never ever been the same guy. He looks like he's put on weight. He looks lazy. He doesn't run for anything. Um, it's been terrible. I don't know why he's still in the team when you've got people like Ibrahim Mate. Mate I, I, he wasn't even on the bench yesterday. Um, so I really don't understand what's going on there. But Six yeah.
1: games without a goal, Palmer. Yeah, I, 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 Polian, I, probably not a good alternative either, to be honest. Absolutely not, maybe even worse. So definitely the striker position or the attacking areas are an area that Crawley need to address in the close season.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Of course they do, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if he's the first guy out the door in the summer, I've got no qualms about that whatsoever. Um, but yesterday, I, I made, I made a couple of... Notes about yesterday. I Thought Ashley Nathaniel George was absolutely brilliant. Our best player by far. Hopefully we can hang on to him in the summer. Um, Panucci again put a shift in this season. He's been a revelation. He's gone from a bit part player to starting every single game now. I think he's been absolutely great. He needs to spot on about two stone, and he maybe could borrow some of Holly maybe uh, before he leaves. But he needs to <laughs> put on a little bit of weight, and he's going to be a really great player. Um, again, will we hang on to him in the summer? Because he's done. He's had some really good performances. Always putting a shift in. I like Lewis Young. Yesterday, he was terrible. He was really bad. Even, even, you know, you can forgive him. He's not a natural winger putting crosses in. Um, I know he played sort of at the back yesterday, but he still put a lot of crosses in. They weren't very good. Even his 10, 15-yard passes weren't making it to his team, So is he
1: someone that we need to replace over Uh, the summer? I know uh, you love him. I I would still
0: like to see him being a squad player because I think he's got you. What's he played, like 35, 40 games this season? Uh, if Choffy didn't see something and we'll come on to Choffy as well <laughs> but uh, no I, I would still love to see him as a squad player but there's a lot of places we need to sort of um, shore up defences and things I thought Dallasson and McNurney in the centre I thought they were great yesterday really good pairing love to see them start in the same positions next season Again, Ollie here being lazy, and uh, the saddest thing was, it, it's it's a funny game because you've you've secured safety, which is great, but you still want to see a bit of passion, a bit of th- running around, and Danny Borman's always going to do that. Nathaniel George did that, Panucci did that, but there was too many players. I felt that not not saying they're on holiday in the flip-flops, but we were playing the team bottom of the league with ten men for like 35, 40 minutes. They, How can we not beat that?
1: Yeah, Notts County did look like a team who wanted it more than Crawley did. And I don't know whether that's the case of Crawley already knew that they were safe and Notts County are still not safe. But I've got I, yeah.
0: n- no doubt whatsoever. But what, am- what amazed me about Notts County? In the last, even in the last 15, definitely last 10 and five, there was no rush they were, the goalkeeper was taking like 30 seconds to take a goal kick. Surely, if your league status survival depends on those 10 minutes potentially of football, surely you're lobbying everything up the field. They were so laid back and lazy about it. I, I couldn't believe it.
1: So you mentioned McNerney and Dallison at the back, pretty strong defenders and good performances um, for, for the games that they have played so far this season. Crawley have the seventh lowest scoring and the sixth worst defensive record in the league this season. So it's pretty clear to see that defensively they've got problems. Where do we tighten up? Is it tactics? Is it formation? Is it the defenders themselves? Or dare I say, is it Glenn Morris? It's, don't you, don't you dare say, is it Glenn Morris?
0: It's clearly, if it wasn't for Glenn, I'm no, no, and everybody will agree with this, I'm sure. If it wasn't for Glenn Morris, we would have been relegated two seasons ago. He's the, he's one of the only reasons we're in the football league. He's worth 15 points a season, absolutely no doubt. And here we get some drubbins, and um, there was like a, a 6-1 and the 4 nil and things, but... Every team that can happen to, and obviously with the position we're in, down the bottom of the league, and uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go on about Gabby, but with an inexperienced manager and all that kind of thing, and we're going to get some beatings. Um, but with the, with the team we started this campaign with, we should have done a hundred percent better than. Go into the last three or four games needing some points to stay up. That's a ridiculous position to be in, and I'm not going to bang on about it, bang on about it because we've talked about it, it far too much already. We've survived. We're in League Two next season. That's that's good news. It's not good enough for where we're going to finish the league. We could still finish 16th, I think, which at in the, in the end of the day wouldn't be a a, a horrific result. But um, we have five years of this. We have five years of this, um, and it's and it and it's still boring, and I can't, I can't, this season when we started, I thought, oh, this could be the year, and it's just not again.
1: So generally speaking, if we just stay on this, I goalke- didn't even answer your question, goalkeeper that, <laughs> a moment, a second, <laughs> Morris has had a, a decent uh, season again, and obviously has won prey of the season, for the past two seasons as well, but there have been some performances, I think, where Morris maybe has been accountable, to the, to the goals that he has conceded, and they have been possibly silly errors as well, Looking at those games, should Merton have got a look in or has is Morris now become a player that's become untouchable for Crawley that he's always going to be the number one goalkeeper? I mean, the goalkeeper spot anyway in any team is is really hard for anyone to break into because there's only one one of those positions on the field. But has Morris now reached a point where he's, you know, player of the season all the time and people are like, oh, he's player of the season. He's probably getting a higher wage than Merton as well. He's never Mertin never going to get a look in.
0: Glenn Morris has been player of the season three years in a row because he is our best player every single season for the last three years. And he'll, he'll most definitely win it again um, in a couple of weeks' time as well, whenever the uh, the awards are. Um he, nobody's, I think, is untouchable, but we regard him as untouchable because he's so good so often. And the goalkeeper position is one of those positions where a mistake is so heavily highlighted. Even you see in the Premier League where a goal, let's say in the Premier League uh, weekend, there's like 30 goals going, whatever it might be. And it's often just one mistake from a goalkeeper that gets really highlighted. If a striker misses an open goal, they'll touch on it maybe. But when it's for the goalkeeper... It, it, it's so magnified, and he doesn't make any. He might. I think even the goal yesterday, he. I was surprised how far right Mikael Smith headed that, and still managed to get it in the top top right hand corner. And um, I thought Glenn might have made it to that one, but Glenn doesn't make glaring errors like like a lot of goalkeepers do, and he is so good, so often, so consistent. Um, if, if if we lost the game three 0 and he was at fault for every single goal, I'd still put him in number one. For the next week and the week after, and the just week after, just because of
1: what he's shown before.
0: Absolutely, yeah. On 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 the averages, he is consistently so good. I can't see how he. I can't see him losing his position. Even if he had two or three bad games in a row, I still think it would be so difficult for him to lose his position. And I feel really sorry for Yusuf. Because what have we seen him twice in the Checker Trade Trophy, something like that? Yeah, he really um, had much of a look at his home. And it's, I wouldn't be surprised. Young goalkeeper, he needs his chances soon. Because obviously, what have you got in professional football? Maybe 15 seasons, absolute tops. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he had to move somewhere to get some football. Because I've no doubt he's good enough to play football at a level, whether it's League Two level, who knows. But whoever comes in to be goalkeeper number two, they've got such a, a, a such a slim chance of getting any game time.
1: So Glenn Morris, 35 years old, I believe his contract is up for renewal at the end of this season. Would you renew it? And if so, for how long? 100%. I'd put at least two years on. 100%
0: two years on, definitely. Um, even if he had another season, he went a little bit poor. And remember, he initially came in as as a goalkeeping coach. Yes, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's player of the year for three years in a row. <laughs> it's an absolutely ridiculous story. Um, so no doubt whatsoever, he'd be... If it is up, I'm not sure of it. Is it definitely up for renewal?
1: I have. and I've tried to scour the club website a, a lot look. and all I can see uh, was that his old no, contract I, I, was I, there. No, I would be utterly amazed
0: if it's up for renewal. Um, we'll, we'll double try and double check that during the podcast. Um, but I'd be amazed.
1: I, I would have had him signed up six months ago for another two years. Sure. Well, moving now on to the uh, probably last bit of this section, Gabriel Chaffee, the man we've spoken about so much in these last few podcasts. Are you still a fan that he's... In the driving seat at the moment, I know you wanted him out along with many other people uh, who listen to this podcast as well. But now that he's here and now that you've seen the past two performances, especially the win against Exeter away, do you slightly more back him and want to see him going into the closed season? I,
0: no, I don't think so. I think the reason being you can't take these couple of games and Nots came County yesterday, it wasn't very good. So you're talking about two games, people changing their mind on two games. I don't think people are, are that fickle. And if you look at the stats as the entirety of his campaign or, or his tenure, not good enough. The stats aren't good enough. Even if he won the next two games, the last two games of the season, the stats still aren't good enough. Um, I I just can't, I cannot see our owner sacking him uh, whatsoever. So what, what I think and what the fans think is almost irrelevant because we've, we've done the polls. I, I nearly did another poll yesterday Um after sort of seven points out of nine are people changing their minds, but I think what we'll do maybe if we win the last two games of the season, we'll do another one, but until then, I still think it's irrelevant because I don't think two two wins doesn't change much
1: I think there's also a big question as well about how the club set up their transfer strategy as well because they say they're going to give him a transfer window for him to bring players in who he wants to bring in, but like we've heard so many times, Salim is the director of football, he, along with other members of the board, are the ones who are Pitching their players that they want to sign. Yes, they have said that Gabby gets a look in as well, but I don't f- still feel that it's Gabby who signs the players. It's it's Salim who will really dictate that. And or is, it, is it, he
0: going to get a chance to build his team? I mean, is it even Salim? Is it Erdem? Is it, I don't think Ziya is too much involved. I, I, it's even when we spoke to Salim, it's really it's even then we didn't get really get a definitely straight answer. I think Gabby's maybe. I, th- I think he did mention sort of Gabby and, and uh, Harry before him put forward what players they would like, and then maybe they're considered amongst the other ones that Salim and Erden want as well. Um, but who signs the players? God knows. I mean, uh, when I'm, I'm talking about the official signing on the dotted line, right, this is who we're going for, who makes that final decision? Um, I think it's still quite uncertain, which is a really strange situation. I don't think there's many clubs that are in the situation like us like that, where the, where the manager's, manager's got sort of so little say.
1: Yes, and I guess it's still going to be hard to know whether Gabby is going to be able to put that imprint on his team because if he can't, then this whole argument of keeping him at the club, giving him a transfer window is completely irrelevant because arguably then he's just still going to perform the same way he's already performed so far this season. But yes, either way, Crawley have league status and I feel that we should be happy about that. But we're going to discuss that more in the big question, aren't we, Ewan?
0: Absolutely. That will come a little bit later. Um, But for now, let's move on to Broadfield Buzz. So, Jonathan, this is a broad field buzz for the penultimate time this season. And One thing we didn't touch on just there in the uh, form and fixtures was actually the fixtures coming up. Uh, We went on a bit of a tangent. But uh, coming up with safety confirmed, we do now have Carlisle away. And then final game of the season, always nice to have that at home, is versus Tranmere Rovers. Um, And if we look at the league table very quickly, I'm sure you all know what's happening. But Crawley now in 19th position, um, 12. 12, point, 12 points above relegation. It wasn't really down that tight in the end, was it? We felt it might be by the skin of our teeth, but not in the end. But uh Notts came to Yeovil and Macclesfield, that is going to be a fight to the last game of the season. Very exciting to watch and great uh, not to be involved in whatsoever. But we played our little, bit, little part yesterday. And nine uh,
1: points, Crawley, are nine points off of where they finished last season. Yeah. With two games to go. So yeah. Uh, if we win both, then maybe three points off. So still slightly below par, but around but the same still mark.
0: No progress. That I think that's the thing that really bugs the fans. No progress when we've consistently been promised progress hasn't happened. But hey, Broadfield broad, burst. Broad, broad. Right, we are. Do you know? I'm going to start, Jonathan, with the big question here because it is so relevant. So we're just going to amalgamate this into this one. And uh, like we touched on a bit before, the big question that we put out just on Twitter. And you know, I'm gonna, I think I might start putting this out on Facebook and the forum as well if I can. Um, just to get a wider range. But we did get 126 votes on this question. So uh, clearly um, got the emotions uh, flowing a little bit. The big question was, after securing league status, what's your overriding thoughts? Um, And the options were happy to be in League Two, should be mid-table, or should be top eight because after we secured promotion, a lot of people were happy online, of course, but a lot of people were ve- a lot of people were very angry at the people that were very happy
1: that we'd secured status. <laughs> it was a bit of a weird feeling, wasn't it? To be honest, it is
0: odd. Yeah, yeah, because you you know it, it, uh, securing the league status should have been the minimum requirement, and that's what we got—the minimum requirement—and not a lot more. If we win the last couple of games again, we could sort of reach sixteenth,
1: seventeenth. Um, do you think? But it shouldn't have come down to this. Do you think fans have got a bit ahead of themselves? in the t- in the sense that when we first came into the Football League, we went League Two, League One for a bit, and then we went back down to League Two. And it's kind of been a decline ever since. And because of that early taste of success mm-hmm. of going up, do fans now expect more than what we should?
0: I d- it's a bit like the FA Cup runs. When we had two goes at the fifth round of the FA Cup, and it almost became normal and expected for us to do well in the FA Cup. And we haven't got past the first round for five years. So um, I think that expectation has died now. But hopefully next season that can possibly change. Gosh, six years in a row. Might that... And I'm not even talking about the FA Cup. It's as um, the Carling Cup as well. It's 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 a bizarre turn of poor form. But back to the question. 26% said they're just happy to be in League Two. 50% which said we should be at least mid-table. And 24% said we should be top eight. Um, I think i probably sit around the, the mid-table-ish. Again, just with the fan base. Um, it, it, the, your tickets are your bread and butter. With a fan base of like 2,000, let's say, it's always going to be so hard to get to the top eight. Even with a team, you need the te- you need the people behind them, shouting week in week out. Um, but what that says to me is 50 and 24% say top eight. So 74% of fans think we should be doing better than we are, and that's a vast majority. Uh, 26%. I thought I th- I'm surprised it was that high. 26% just happy to be in League Two and, and surviving and maintaining league status.
1: Yeah, and just reading a few of the comments here now, it seems like quite a few people who have commented are quite happy to just be in League Two. So James Eddles has said that he's happy that we're staying in League Two. It's annoying that we haven't finished any higher than we should have with the squad that we have, but sometimes the season doesn't pan out how it should do on paper. Exactly my point as well. Like I know we've been quoted top eight budget, this is the real world and reality. You can't just say we've invested a million pounds in each player and expected them to be in the Premier League in you know five seasons or whatever. That's not how uh, real life works. Uh, and, uh, well, James is, is showing that um, at least some people are, are aware of that. Uh, Roy Savage has said that he's still happy to be in League Two as well. It's always going to be difficult with our small fan base, like you said, Ewan. Big changes are needed if we want to challenge for the playoffs, starting right at the top. We need to look at all the aspects of how the club is run." Would you say that as well? Do you think there's still more behind the scenes work to go in the club? for us to be a team that challenges higher up?
0: I mean, we do hear a lot about things that are going on behind the scenes at the club. Um, whenever, when we spoke to Bruce and when we speak to uh, even Erdem at the fans forum when they were having a chat um, to the fans and saying that there's there's been massive improvements behind the scenes in infrastructure and, and how they operate behind the club. I know Bruce sings uh, Gabby's praises when he, the way he operates with the team behind the scenes um, has improved so much over the last few years. But again when you walk out on a Saturday at three o'clock, that is when it matters. Um, so things might be improving behind the scenes, but it, it's not transferring through onto the pitch on a Saturday. And that's the worrying thing. Uh, we'll come on shortly to what we need, maybe infrastructure wise, but the really expensive stuff such as training ground, um, that kind of thing. We will sort of touch on that. We've got a couple of tweets from um, Hong Kong Paul, of course, uh, a little bit later in Broadfield bus. But, the the fact of the matter is whatever they're doing behind the scenes however good they think they're doing behind the scenes it, 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 is it working no it's not um, so maybe I'm sure they'll say it takes time it takes time the fans have been waiting five years for it to take time um, and they've got every single right to be a little bit upset Um, and I I, I really want this to be a really positive podcast because again we're we're, we're still in League 2 but um, it's hard to be it's hard to be really, really happy with the situation because we never wanted to be in this situation. And um, when we started this podcast nine months ago, at the start of the season, there were
1: some really positive vibes. And even when Gabby came in his first few games, it was so positive. Um, I think it, also the whole sort of lining off on the pitch and thanking the fans at the end of the game really did help. But I feel that now has maybe worn off a little bit, it's just ju- because of the results.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's fizzled out, and it's it's another season that's fizzled out. And I've absolutely no doubt whatsoever at the start of next season we'll all be excited <laughs> and we'll all we will all think maybe this is the season and i'll be i'll be one of them as well um so it's it, you know what, it's just a shame it's a shame that it's come to this again and um, whatever they're doing behind the scenes they've got to carry on doing it and again hopefully hopefully in time however long that timescale is hopefully it will eventually uh, make some sort of difference
1: well, a few and more the comments quickly from yeah, Twitter. Yeah, read, read a few out, definitely. Uh, John Barnett has commented quite a few times, but generally he's saying that uh, he's happy to be in the Football League as well, that, but he would like to see a comparison of previous years, points and goals scored and difference, blah, 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 all the stats, uh, to gauge what progress has been made or will, what uh, not in has the, happened. In the
0: final episode, we will do that. We'll compare the season. Obviously, we've got a couple of games to go, so things are going to change slightly, but we will do a full
1: breakdown. Generally speaking, though, not to spoil it, it's it's pretty uh, stayed at the same shall we say Matt Howlett mid-table at the very least with the squad we have big changes still need to be uh, made starting with the manager otherwise can we uh, see next season being uh, another struggle what do you think Ewan is next season going to be a struggle with Chiafé (sighs) ah it's
0: that like eternal question isn't it? it it all depends on who we bring in in the summer who goes out and who comes in I think Polian's got to go out Oli Palmer's got to go out um, we haven't seen anything really uh, of, of Matty Willock unfortunately I think he had a couple of good sort of um, half appearances but he he'd just not been in the team Ricky German no idea where he is. What's he up to? He was meant to be an absolute sort of superstar coming through. Maybe he is just one we're sort of um, setting up for success uh, next season. Um, can we hang on to Ashley Nathaniel George? I think Rhys Grogo Cox is coming through. Now he's got a couple of goals. He could be one of the type of players that could get towards... 10 or a, 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 like a, a double figures next season but what we need is a new quality striker if we can get one of course anybody wants to come to Crawley but we need like the players like Jimmy Smith back Jimmy Smith gets like double figures should have been this season unfortunately obviously the injury um, could tell any hopes of that but we need a quality striker a few players that are going to get between seven and ten goals maybe and, um, and then we can go somewhere because if you're not scoring goals you can't win games and end of.
1: So also another person on Twitter who slightly agrees with that opinion is at uh, Crawley Fan. So he says, with Chiofe, I think we are lucky that we have stayed in League Two. Overhaul is needed. Cash in on the lazy Oli Palmer. Give Polian the boot. Doherty not good enough. Give Gambin back to Luton. Get Smithy back. Send German back to non-league. And wave goodbye to Lewis Young. Oh, also, Sat <laughs> Chiofe. He's got quite a list there.
0: That is quite a list, yeah, yeah. Where have we got any players left at the end of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few, really a few more comments. Let's get through the course. We did ask for comments, so we always try and read them out. Uh, maybe you're kind enough to lead them to us.
1: Uh CTFC fan thinks we should be in and around the top eight. Um, and that's oh Andy Salmon is happy to be in League Two for another season, but he wants to see more goals from more players and a squad that we uh, really should be challenging for more with.
0: Yeah, I agree with Andy. Again, at the end of the day, yes, it's good to be in League Two, but we should be scoring more goals, and we shouldn't be 18th on the table. End of story. Um, so hopefully next season we can... Let, let's let say for now, because although it wouldn't be my choice... I, I cannot see them sacking Gabriel Tioffi, especially if he gets another win out of those last two. That means he'll have won three of his last six. Can you sack a manager going into a summer like that? Um, it depends. If It depends if you look on the tenure as a whole or as a, as a bit of momentum going into the summer. But well, like we've um, referenced in previous podcasts, there's been a couple of questions from or statements and uh, uh, things from players who may be, aren't completely satisfied or confident in Gabriel Cioffi. Um And has he, that old phrase, has he lost the dressing room? <laughs> Who knows? But I hope, well, with, with the two wins away, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be so. Or maybe that was players fighting for their contracts and the disappointment yesterday was just right. We're in League Two for next
1: season, eh? Um We've done our bit. Yeah, overall feeling, I think, seems to be that, yes, some people are happy to still be in League Two, but generally we feel that we should be higher up than where we are based upon the squad we well, have. Yeah,
0: 74% say we should be mid-table or, or top eight. And I'm completely in that 74%. Um, I think that the major problem uh, that, that I have with the 26% that are just happy to be in League Two is not ambitious enough. You've got to have ambition. And our ambition should be to be mid-table or top eight. If you're happy to be in League Two, absolutely fine. But if you're an ambitious fan or an ambitious person in general, um, you shouldn't be looking at the minimum um, to keep you happy.
1: Maybe they're not ambitious. Maybe they're just happy. (laughs) You could be both. Yes. Right. So what's next then for uh, uh, The Broadfield next Buzz? one,
0: um, uh, on the 6th of April, which was the... Which game was that, Jonathan? That was uh, Forest Green Rovers. We had a protest at Crawley Town with Banner saying, Chioffi out, and there was another one with a quote from Salim, uh, which was top eight on a budget. Uh, I, I forget the exact wording on, on the bed sheet. Um, do you agree with protest, Jonathan?
1: I yes as it depends in the way the manner that it's done I think if, freedom of speech yeah I think and the club have also said this in many statements as well that they welcome fans to air their opinions what they don't welcome of course is when that opinion turns into abuse and obviously we have seen abuse directed at the club in in the not so distant past uh which has been clamped down on uh fairly well I'd say so well done to the club for for dealing with that well um but yes, I, I I agree with the protest. You know, if if you're not happy, you've got to speak out, um, and you've got to do that in uh, a nice but um, meaningful way. I think, and and that was certainly seen by the club. I think.
0: Yeah, a, a peaceful protest. Yeah, and um, I, I've got I've got nothing. Again, it comes down to freedom of speech, and I've got nothing against it whatsoever. You are going to voice your opinion and and, and hold up some banners. Absolutely fine. I get it. Um. It, is there a time and a place? I don't know. I think if if you're looking to do a protest, the best time to do it is at the football match. Get that completely. I think maybe that, I don't think there was many people involved, maybe 20 or so, um, as far as I could see. Um, And they did get their message across because everybody saw it and a lot of people talked about it on social media. A lot of people didn't agree with it because they just think it's not the best way of doing things. But the the response from, I believe from, or or what I could see from those given the protest is, well, how else do you want us to say it because we, we you, the, if you're a proper fan you're not going to vote with your feet, you're not going to stop coming to the games because that's the worst thing, that's just sort of cutting your nose off to spite your face, it's not the worst thing you can do but um, the, the 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 owners have got to see the way the results have gone, and the fans were sick of it, and it was almost like a last straw. They had to do this protest. There was another one. I don't know if you're aware of this. I saw it on Facebook. There was another, one, another one planned
1: yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if it happened or not. I, f- I have a feeling it was probably just a bit of fake news heading around. But, I mean, if, if you were there and, and have any evidence of it, then please do let us know. We'd like to know. But generally, I feel like the feeling from Facebook after that comment was posted on, on the Facebook group Crawley Town for Life... Uh, was that it didn't take place?
0: Well, it was meant to be from 11:30 onwards, which is a strange time to do a protest when a game <laughs> kicks off at three o'clock. So I'm not I'm not sure why the timing. And it was suggested there might be up to 50 there. Again, I, I think there was 20 at the first one. Um, but personally, completely for freedom of speech, whether it's the right time to do it when your team is, is struggling and that we need wins and desperately need points, whether is that the best time to do it? I don't know. Um, What's your final thought on protest, Jonathan? I, I'm I'm so I'm so on the middle on this one. Is it? I, I can't give a decent opinion.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? I mean, like you say, it's. I wouldn't vote with my feet for Crawley because you really do damage the club because they do need that money from ticket sales. But then can you argue that that is a really good way for your voice to be heard because you're making such an impact on the club that they have to listen to you because it's now becoming a money problem for them as well. Um, I, I have heard opinions that they don't like or oh, some fans don't didn't like the fans that were doing the chiofi out banner in the game because it was creating a a hostile atmosphere and there were a few boos ringing around the ground after that game as well and that's never nice to hear but again, it's kind of like, well, how are they, else are they going to get their, their point heard? And, well, I wasn't one who would be joining those protests personally, but it's kind of hard for you to see otherwise how they would do it without being violent.
0: And uh, and look, they got their message across. So in terms of, uh, of a protest, it was a successful protest, I suppose, wasn't it? Um, right, let's move on. Jonathan. In the last, on the March 24th, you put out a poll that said, do you believe Crawley will remain in League Two or will they leave League Two? 92% said remain in League Two. 92% were correct because we
1: have stayed in League Two. Yes. And it will soon be a decade that we've been in the Football League for. Around about, yeah. ten a couple al- of seasons. 10 11,
0: yes, it will be. Yeah, yeah. again, eight years for a team in the Football League, for a team with 2,000 fan base. Um, it's something we all need to be kind of like grateful
1: for. Um, but let, let's kick on and have. I a, feel a, old, believe <laughs> it or not. Even though I'm still young, I feel <laughs> old because I remember when Crawley were promoted to the Football League, and that doesn't feel that long ago to me. <laughs> it's a little while ago, isn't it? So yeah, eight years, um, and
0: what a journey it's been. Right, next topic. Um, we spoke quite a lot about um, Hong Kong Paul in the last episode, and he's been on Twitter again. And uh, couple, I'm only going to pick up two of his tweets that I think are most interesting. And on the April the 11th, Paul tweeted a big shout out to the season tfc away support loyalty and dedication on steroids wow i would be honored if you'd allow me to pay for your end of season awards dinner and ceremony tickets you deserve it food and wine on me what a gesture jonathan because those tickets are about i think they're about 50 quid each or so i believe he's bought 40
1: tickets or five tables just for away supporters that's an incredible gesture yeah he really didn't need to do it and Every tweet that he puts out, uh I think he just grows in my in my evaluation of, of what a great guy he is. And he's
0: getting a lot more traction as well. Because I remember when Paul used to get about six or seven likes for his tweets. And now he's on like 49s and 50s. And, um, well, I mean, if you're
1: offering free money and free
0: tickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, he put another tweet out, April the 17th. Um, as we discussed in episode 11, Paul is uh, potentially going to put some money into the club during the summer. If the, if the owners will accept, of course. It's, a, it's, a, it's all very much an if at the moment. But he wanted to get a feel of what people wanted to spend the money on if that did come to fruition. And he put, help me get a feel of what's important to you. If you could only pick one, which would it be? Uh, 60, oh, well, the options were top door training ground, buy a new stadium and stand. I think, what well, not buy a new stadium. I think that was implying buy the stadium from the council and redevelop it rather than buy a new stadium.
1: Is that um, something that's holding us back, though? I feel like Crawley Council have been pretty uh, free with how we've yeah. Been able I mean, to as do far, this when I was premium. I was at the
0: club for five for six seasons, and we always had a great relationship with the council. So unless that's soured, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a great facility, and it, I, I, I think it's fairly cheap rent, and the, the council do well by it. Um, so I think it's I think it's a good deal for all all involved. But um, I mean, let's say for example. If if we purchase a stadium from the council and developed it, how would we develop it? First of all, I think the only thing the only thing that the club the, the stadium is missing, we've got a hospital a working scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. Um, other than the uh, Mayo and Baxter executive suite, would Crawley benefit from executive boxes? Hmm. Question. Do I? Know, uh, what's the answer? Uh, it depends what the prices are. I do think every single game. You know the the um, the box in the corner, the the Science Express box. Yes. That's like a party box or uh, for adults and kids, whatever it might be. And I think that's almost sold out every single game. So there is a market for Crawley to sell a box or boxes. I mean, let's say we built the East Stand again and built it out of brick this time and put eight boxes above it. Would you sell eight boxes every single game? Absolutely not. But then during the week, that could be um, conference facilities and bits and pieces, whatever it might be. So uh, stadiums nowadays, when you build a stadium nowadays, you're not building a football stadium, you're building a venue for multi-purpose venue. Um, I don't think Crawley's particularly going to become that, although the main one, to to is, is used lots of days during the week for training and meetings and business events and networking events and things like that. Um, and you would see the same happening with those boxes but again that, that is what a stadium renovation or, or, or upgrade would be
1: the financial gear inside you coming out there was it yeah <laughs> like,
0: that's a commercial history that is um, the other options were invest in the team or uh, just give the club an amount of money unconditional they can spend on it what they like 62, uh, 107, I'm quite jealous about this, 173 votes on this, he's only got about 250 followers, but they're very loyal clearly, 62% said top draw training ground, 6% said buy this stadium and add a new stand, to include boxes, whatever, Uh, 27% said invest in the team, and just 5% completely agree, 5% only said give an unconditional sum of money to the club to spend on whatever they want, who were the five percent that said yes? Let's give, let's just, let's just give Zaire some money, spend it on what he likes. Um, bizarre, bizarre to vote for that one. Um, I can understand investing in the team, um, but again, we've invested in the team before, and I think you need to invest so much. And um, investing in the team is a bit of a gamble because you can, you can throw half a million pounds at a player and get nothing from it, whereas if you invest half a million pounds in a training ground. You might not get an absolute superstar player, but every single player's performance is going to go up by a few percent. So it's like the sky model of marginal gains. Eventually, eventually over time, that is going to give you more, uh, more rewards than just buying a good player for
1: a season. Yeah, long term investment there, wasn't it? So I also have a few things just to add to this uh, Broadfield Buzz section. Diary dates for next season.
0: Oh, that was nice my admins. next thing. On Aww. that was my. Ne- I, I haven't finished yet,
1: <laughs> but that was my next one. Next
0: Season dates. But I'll let you take over.
1: June twentieth is the fixture release. Wonderful time that is for all fans involved in the uh, football league. And then August third, new season starts. August twelfth, the Carabao Cup starts, and September the second is when the English Football League Trophy starts. Oh, I called the Carabao Cup the Carling Cup earlier, didn't I? It ah, is yes. the Carabao Cup. So on the
0: 12th of August, we find out who we lose to in the first round of the Carabao Cup.
1: Would you like to see us challenge in? Well, wh- which I would cups like to, would to you would see, like us see us
0: challenging absolutely anything next season. Um, I don't care what it is. So
1: I don't think we'd have the squad size to realistically challenge in everything. And obviously, obviously, like for the FA Cup, we are probably going to get beaten somewhere because the big teams do join. But, which, if, if, what would be your hope? I'm
0: not joking. Next season, if, uh, we'll do this more in the next episode, but my goals for next season, if we can finish in the top half next season as an absolute minimum, that would be a, a, a major development. And also, uh, this sounds pathetic, but getting past the first round <laughs> in a cup.
1: Even the uh, Football League trophy, just getting past count. the group stages. Doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Okay.
0: Carabao <laughs> Cup or FA Cup, just getting past the first round. Um... Because the FA Cup, it's it's so exciting. And even when the first round draw comes out, I don't get a feeling like the first round or an FA Cup draw, like like anything else in football. I think it, it, it's so magical, the FA Cup. And just to have an FA Cup run would be incredible. Either go away to a nice ground or have a Premier League team here in the third round. I remember when we were playing like fifth round, fifth round in the FA Cup, playing Stoke and Man United and Derby and, and even away at Torquay. Just to be on the cameras, um, to go into your stadium and see the sky cameras or the all yeah, well, the other cameras and and the, all the cabling going around the ground, <laughs> and all the extra hoardings that come in during an FA Cup game when it's on TV, it's so exciting and I miss it. I miss it so badly. I'm just desperate, absolutely desperate just for a third round of either cup would do me
1: and top half in the league. I'm not, I'm I'm asking for too much, Jonathan. I don't think so. Here's to a cup run for next season then.
0: Absolutely, here's to a cup run. Let's do, here's to um, a bit better performance in the league. But um, that rounds out Broadfield buzz. So um, that only leaves Jonathan added time.
1: Well, Ewan, not too much else to add this episode, but we are in added time now, so anything else quickly to add in before we do go? Just a couple of
0: things to throw in, and again, it has been a a fairly sort of um, concise episode. Not too many massive talking points other than the Crawley Town survival, but in added time, it is time, this is from the Crawley Town official website, it's time for Reds fans to vote for their player of the season. It's a simple process, just click here. I'm talking about the website (laughs) here, of course i make your choice. So you can do that on the website and the awards will be made at our dinner on the Tuesday, the April the 30th tickets on sale and find out how to book by again, clicking here on the website. Um So I don't think there's any doubt who's going to win it again this year. Let's say who might come second. Do you think Glenn Morris wins who comes second for you?
1: I would like to see Felipe Morais or Danny Bullman even still up there. Um, obviously Ashley Nathaniel George as well, but I don't think he's played as many games as the others. So I I wouldn't credit him as, you know, Sustaining that level of performance as much yeah, as the I others. I think
0: all, all good choices. I think definitely. I th- I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Panucci in the top four or five, maybe. Mm. But uh, I think there's going to be it, it's so blatantly going to Glenn that anybody else with ten votes. <laughs> well, is we'll, see, think, well, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Um, Bruce Tolbert again. We mentioned this in the last podcast. Bruce Tolbert, uh, Crawley Town uh, general manager, is seeking the support of Reds fans. He's taking part in this summer's charity challenge being organised by the EFL for the charity Mind. Bruce is going to be walking. 40 miles overnight, along with representatives from 72 other clubs in the Peak District in July. Just, again, hop onto the official club website for more information. And how you can support Bruce, and finally, coming from the GH coaches website, what a what a service they provide! Hey, um, and I've no, I've, I, I can absolutely see why um, Paul uh, does his best to always um, or, or gesture for the away fans because the places they go to, especially Carlisle this coming consecutively, weekend, consecutively exactly. Starts. So Carlisle. Um, and, and I'm going to read a bit from their website it's thanks to everyone who voted in the Player of the Award season because um, they get a Player of the Year as well um, but they would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who have travelled with them over the season, we've had some great times and also some low, mainly due to results we found some new pubs which is always good <laughs> um, a lot of them have been invited back but again it's a massive thank you and they're going to be no change to next season, all starts again again on um, on the 3rd of August if it's home or away but the Carlisle game, last away game of the season and a second overnight trip on 27th of April it's leaving the stadium at 5.30, what an eye-watering hour, a couple of breaks on route um, at the N6 toll services but again you can get in touch with alan__harper at icloud.com or any match day you can see me as well or the mobile is 0771 792 346. If you want to travel for the weekender, uh, it costs 80 quid, that includes a B&B uh, hotel, coach travel and a buffet as well and 30 pounds deposit please Um, but yeah get in touch for the last away game of the season that is a long round trip now that is the end of added time in the next episode a final episode it's going to be a roundup of the season our thoughts on the season as a whole uh, players we think should maybe be leaving maybe have a look if we're really clever at players that might be coming in um, but, yeah, just a, a massive summary on everything to do with the club. And we'll do our best to get as many stats for you as possible on uh, comparing this league to previous league. because our opinion is, again, it's been no improvement. But let's look at the stats and see if there's been any improvement anywhere whatsoever. And uh, we'll make it a very fun one, lots of fun facts. And um, hopefully... Um, a, a nice uh nice uh, one to go into the summer with jonathan
1: yes so from you and myself thank you so much for listening to this episode it honestly means so much to us to see the listening figures going up not because of you know boosting our self egos at all but because we are reaching a, a bigger fan base and creating a better community to discuss all of these things about crawley um so please do continue to leave us all of your comments we do read every single one of them we do take the suggestions on board but yes thank you so much for listening and we'll well, quickly jump in, I've got, go one on.
0: one last thing. We've got our competition winner. Oh, ah, yes. We nearly <laughs> forgot <laughs> again. <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> nearly forgot for the third time. So, we had a competition, um, obviously, to win the Jimmy Smith signed shirt. Um, and it's on behalf of KRL. I, I was lucky enough to be invited into exec for a game a few games ago by KRL, the North Stand sponsor. And they sponsored uh, Jimmy Smith's home shirt from last season. And it was presented to them by Jimmy as well. And KRL then gave that to us, the Straight Red Podcast, to put in a competition. Jimmy signed on the back as well we had that to give away and just before the podcast we did do a blind poll for the, a blind uh, uh, pick for the winner and the winner was happy to say Ruben Watt so congratulations Ruben next game we see you we'll get it in the post you have won the signed Jimmy Smith shirt stained matched worn I've, <laughs> I've smelt the armpits it's had a little bit of a wash I think but we'll get that into your hands as soon as we can see you next mate
1: yeah so on the second attempt now goodbye from you and myself and we'll see you again soon Thank you, goodbye.